Uh, good morning, everyone. My name is Daryl Modine with Ford Latino, and I have to tell you how um, excited, excited all of us are here to see our legislators today fulfill their legislative responsibility and allow this vote to take place and to save Wisconsin lives. I'm just so proud to be standing before so many distinguished and committed individuals here that have come to speak out in favor of um, legislative leadership of allowing this to move forward. So we're going to go ahead and begin uh, this morning with the Right Reverend Stephen Miller, Bishop of the Episcopal Diocese of Milwaukee. Thank you, Jerry. Thank you all and thank you for, for being here today. We are here because our, as Episcopalians, because we believe in the dignity of every human being. And the dignity of every human being includes keeping people safe. The laws that are before the legislature are laws that are common sense gun laws, that 80% of the citizens of this state support. 80%. We in America have government by the people, for the people, and of the people. And this government must take a vote. We deserve to know where our legislators stand on this issue since 80% of us support it. Recently I received a letter from my representative, the House of Representatives of the United States Congress, who, said, who sent me a letter when I responded to what was polled said, well we can agree to disagree. Well I wrote him back and said, of course we can. I've spent my entire ministry as a bishop in the church talking about how people can agree to disagree, but focus on that which unites us. I invite him to explain his position to me. I've never heard back. Today, we are asking the state legislator to vote. And then when we see their vote, to have them explain their position to us. Because 80% of us believe this is necessary legislation. Legislation that saved lives, universal background checks, closing the gun show and private sale loophole saves lives. We have evidence of this in this state. We've seen the tragedy of what happens when, 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 when private gun sales are made. We also have a crisis of, of suicide through gun violence across this state, particularly in rural communities. And I would submit to you that unless we have a red flag law, we will see an increase as we see an increase in the demise of family farms, which is a whole other issue I'd love to talk to you about sometime. But today, we are here to demand a vote, to ask for a vote. And we are asking our legislatures to tell us where they stand and why they stand there. Because only then can we as citizens make informed choices. Thank you. God bless you. Our um, next speaker, I'm sure many of you will know, um, is a survivor and has a very tragic and a very moving story and could speak all too well on the sad consequences of the loss of life. Please welcome Deborah Gillespie, survivor and founder of Mothers Against Gun Violence. Thank you. I remember I laughed one day at someone who had to wear readers, but I get it now. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. My name is Deborah Gillespie, and I lost my only son, Kirkpatrick Bickham Jr., to gun violence. And one of the life-saving uh, bills that is proposed today would save lives. Um, my only son and his two friends, Kirkpatrick Bickham Jr., Deshaun Winbush, 
and Carl Hall were murdered by a felon with a gun. If responsible gun ownership legislation, such as universal background checks, were in place, the felon would not have gained access to the gun that was used to murder them. I ask that you support Tony Evers in this life-saving legislation, and I hope that Fitzgerald, Senator Fitzgerald, will hold the vote. I also want to thank Daryl Morin of 80% for organizing this event today and for the other organizations alongside him that assist in getting all of the people that you will see later today at the rally. And lastly, I just want to thank Governor Evers. Uh, God bless him and keep him strong. I know he's going to have a serious battle ahead of him. And I ask that Wisconsinites, especially the constituents of Senator Fitzgerald, to urge him to hold this vote. This is some life-saving legislation. And thank you. Thank you, Deborah, for being willing to share your story. I know it's difficult each and every time. Thank you. And let me just say how honored I've been to be able to work with everyone from Moms Demand Action to March for Our Lives and WAVE and so many others. Together we formed a group of over 30 organizations from every part of the state. And we will be demonstrating that power when we have hundreds upon hundreds show up for our rally here today at the West Entrance at 1 o'clock. Our next speaker. Uh, is the Wisconsin State Director for March for Our Lives. And it's important that um, all voices of all ages be represented in this discussion because it's all too clear now that no one is safe from gun violence. So please welcome Carly Schultz to say a few words. I would like to start by thanking everyone here today, the organizations we have partnered with to make this event possible, and Governor Evers for recognizing how urgent this issue is. Someone is killed by a gun every 15 hours in Wisconsin, yet lawmakers continue to push this issue to the back burner. My name is Carly Schultz. I'm a junior at Madison West High School, and I'm the Wisconsin State Director for March for Our Lives. The issue of gun violence impacts every community in the United States. But young people aged 15 to 24 are 23 times more likely to be killed with guns than when compared to students from other countries. If these students can't vote politicians who don't make comprehensive gun violence legislation out yet, they will shortly. Gun violence surrounds us in all forms. Domestic abuse, suicides, shootings at our places of worship, shootings at our schools. We go to school every day wondering if we will be next, if we'll make it home to see our parents and our friends. Fearing for our safety impacts our grades, our physical health, and our mental health. But this problem has a solution. I'm only 16 and even I recognize that the solution isn't that difficult. Comprehensive gun legislation saves lives. That's the bottom line. When lawmakers say they won't even debate this issue, I am being told that my life doesn't matter, that my safety isn't important. 
to take solving the matter into their own hands, March for Our Lives has introduced their own peace plan, which outlines six steps to saving lives using the acronym CHANGE. The first letter is for changing the standards of gun ownership, including similar legislation proposed by Governor Evers, like extreme risk protection orders and universal background checks. Our goal with this plan is to cut the rate of gun deaths in half in 10 years, and I hope that no one, regardless of the party, can disagree with that goal. Today, we rally to show our support for these gun pieces of gun legislation that we know will save lives. We know that 80% of constituents want these bills. Now, we are looking towards our elected officials to stand up to the gun lobby and vote for what they know is right. And if they don't, you best believe that we are going to organize and mobilize, and when the young people that you refuse to protect turn 18, we will vote you out. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for those words, uh, Carly. Very much appreciated. Uh, our next speaker is um, no stranger to this particular issue, too, and comes at it once again for, with a really strong faith perspective. Please welcome Reverend Kerry Parker, Executive Director from the Wisconsin uh, Council of Churches. Reverend? Good morning. The Wisconsin Council of Churches is a network representing nearly one million Christians around the state. I've stood here before calling on our legislature to act on the issue of gun violence as a pastor, as a religious leader, as a mother, on behalf of colleagues and peers, congregants, traumatized communities, fellow Christians and neighbors, on behalf of the 20 Christian traditions that make up the Wisconsin <coughs> Council of Churches, and our shared belief in centuries of Christian teaching on the transformative power of nonviolence. Earlier this year, the council gathered teens from around the state for youth summits on faith and gun violence. The testimony we heard about how gun violence and the risk of it had shaped their home life, their school life, their neighborhoods, their friendships, and their families would break your heart. At the end of the day, every single adult present would tell you that those youth delegates were prophets. Their honesty and their vulnerability were awe-inspiring. Any one of those stories, any one of those experiences could shatter your world. There have been too many tears and too much terror. We owe it to every single person who has faced these circumstances who has feared these circumstances, to refuse to settle for the status quo. One of our sacred stories as Christians teaches us that if there is someone in pain by the side of the road, the faithful one, the good neighbor, will go to them, will show them mercy. If my neighbor's in pain, I cannot be at peace. My friends, our neighbors are in pain. The children are crying out. The neighborhoods are weeping, saying, how long? Musicians play requiems in the streets. 
Pastors pray at the places of death. This isn't in a faraway war zone or some poetic metaphor. This is happening here in Wisconsin. It's time for naming difficult truths. This is not how we are called to live. And this is not how we are called to die. Lord have mercy, our children and our communities deserve better. We cannot turn away, we cannot rest, we cannot forsake the conversation. So communities of faith will keep showing up. We will preach and we will pray and we will sing and we will march and we will vote. We are constituents and neighbors and we want you to know that we are willing to confront the powers of death. We hope and we pray that our elected officials have that courage. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend Parker. You know, what you spoke of with uh, the students from around the state, uh, one of the reasons that 80% of all Wisconsinites do want to see this legislation is because not only is it common sense, but far too many lives have been touched by gun violence. And while some would have you believe that it's an urban issue, that it's an urban city crime issue, we know, according to the Center of Disease Control, that 71% of all gun deaths in the state of Wisconsin is actually by suicide, by those choosing to take their own lives, predominantly in the rural areas of Wisconsin. So while these don't often get talked about, lives throughout the state are devastated day after day by this issue. Our next speaker is Ms. Lucy Price, Communications and Policy Director from NAMI Dane County. NAMI Dane County would like to thank you all for the opportunity to speak this morning. NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, is the largest grassroots mental health organization in the nation that advocates for individuals impacted by mental illness. In Wisconsin, there are 29 affiliates and a membership of approximately 16,000. In fact, NAMI Dane County is the founding chapter of this organization that came into existence due to a lack of understanding and support that existed for individuals impacted by a mental illness. Sadly, stigma continues to be the biggest barrier to accessing support and services for too many individuals living with a mental illness and their loved ones. National data shows that individuals living with a mental illness are far more likely to be a victim of violence than a perpetrator. In the past few months, stigma has worsened in many communities due to the disturbing and destructive rhetoric coming from national leaders that have used mental illness as a scapegoat in the ongoing crisis of gun violence in our nation. These types of myths have done little to reduce the likelihood of changing this terrible status quo but rather has led to a reduction in the likelihood of impacted individuals to seek help. Angela Kimball, the acting CEO of the National Alliance on Mental Illness, recently said in a statement, in the United States, it is easier to get a gun than it is to get mental health care. We need to flip the script. It should be easy, not hard, for people to get the mental health care that they need. Although we continue to make progress in regard to providing greater access to mental health, we know that there are still unmet needs in our state that have, yet, that have led to completion of suicide for too many individuals. This is why NAMI Wisconsin and NAMI Dane County have signed on to support the 80% coalition. In Wisconsin, 72% of suicides involve a firearm. 
The rate of death of gun-related suicides is 90% compared to 3% for other means of suicide. Suicide is the second leading cause of death for individuals between the ages of 15 and 25. And in the United States, we lose 140 individuals a day to suicide. Red flag legislation, or ERPO, is not only something that we can do today and has the support of 80% of Wisconsinites, but could also save thousands of lives in our state. This is a critical first step for reducing the number of individuals lost to suicide. So let's be bold and take it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lucy, for those insights, because far too many try to stigmatize the issue and redirect when the problem truly lies elsewhere. Okay. I'll be going ahead then and, and making some final remarks here. Uh, once again, my name is Darrell Modi, and I know many of you know me as the president and CEO of Wisconsin Corporation. Others of you know me as either a leader or a board member of a number of nonprofits across the state. But today, I'm going to talk to you as a hunter and as a firearm owner. Yes, uh, I grew up hunting in the hill valleys of South Texas. It's something my father taught me, and it's a tradition that I proudly uh, passed on to my children. My father taught me to appreciate the lethality of firearms, the importance of preservation and population control. And like 80% of Wisconsin, we just understood the importance of keeping firearms away from violent felons and those who could potentially harm themselves and others. I'm here today. I believe in the Second Amendment. I own numerous firearms for both hunting and for sport. And these two proposals put before the legislature today are moderate common sense proposals that will save Wisconsin lives. The first of the two bills closes the loopholes so that convicted violent felons, let me repeat that, so that convicted violent felons and domestic abusers can't simply go online or meet someone in a parking lot and buy a firearm the law already <laughs> prevents them from owning from a private seller. We're not changing who can purchase and possess a law. No, that's already cemented in statute. This is simply a measure that will make sure those who've been convicted of violent felonies of domestic abuse can't go and bypass that legislation. So I don't know how anyone, anyone could say that's a threat to uh, the Second Amendment or could refuse to vote on that particular issue. The second bill is the Extreme Risk Protection Order Bill, or ERPO Bill which extends the laws that already exist on the books here in Wisconsin. It was passed by the Wisconsin legislature and signed into law by Governor Scott Walker. The law they passed, called the SAFE Act, allows victims of domestic abuse to go and petition a court when they feel that their spouse, who has a firearm, is a credible threat to their lives. That bill, passed by the legislature, Scott Walker, has saved lives. This ERPO proposal today is almost the exact same wording, almost the exact same legislation, but extends it so that law enforcement and a family member could also petition the court following the same due process procedure 
that's been so successful in Governor Walker's legislation. Texas right now, Texas, is considering such a bill. And why? Because we all remember the tragedy that occurred in El Paso, Texas. And what didn't make it out to everyone was the mother of the attacker, of that shooter, who killed dozens and wounded dozens more, she had called local law enforcement and said, my son should not have this weapon. And they said, sorry, ma'am, legally, there's nothing we can do. And we know how that wound up. For family members who've lost a, lo a loved one to suicide, what they would do to have the opportunity to petition the court to take a firearm away from someone who they knew were struggling with issues so that they could hold them one more time, so that as we enter the holiday season, they would be there to enjoy it with them. These are moderate common sense proposals. Overwhelmingly, gun owners and non-gun owners of Wisconsin are in support of these. 80% for closing those background check loopholes, 81% for ERPO legislation. And during this whole campaign, I've spoken with officer after officer, and they said we hate having to leave a scene where we know we're going to have to return to a tragedy because we don't have the tools we need to do our jobs. We want to see, we want to see this legislature do the will of the people. There's a sign here in this building that says the will of the people is the law of the land. You do not play politics with people's lives. And that's why we are here all together, mothers, fathers, sons, daughters, some grieving to demand that today, this Senate, this assembly, take a vote on these measures. Thank you all once again. God bless you all. We'll now open the floor to uh, some questions. The Senate has said they're going to uh, vote this down or end this session without really starting it. Uh, may only be one senator in the chamber. They've got to do that sometime between 2 p.m. and midnight. Senator Fitzgerald, who's sort of in charge of that process, hasn't said when they'll meet. Uh, what are your plans for this afternoon? Are you going to be in the chamber? What do you think of the fact that they won't give you time as to when they're going to do this? I will go ahead and speak for our organization, then I'll open it up to others. We are here. We are here, we've taken time away from our jobs so we could come and make sure that our legislatures do theirs. Yes, Wisconsin is divided and any number of issues, but this is not one of them. If the people of Wisconsin can come together on these issues, then we expect our paid legislatures to be able to do the same. So we will be here throughout the day. We'll be rallying with hundreds here shortly outside on the steps. And I guess I'd invite anyone else who would like to address that comment to, to, or question that please make a comment. Thank you, Senator. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Any questions? Well, thank you all once again, and we look forward to seeing you at 1 o'clock on the State Street entrance stairs. Thank you.